1: our Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We welcome
0: you to another episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And guys, we have just literally a ton of news since the last time we uh, recorded an episode, which was Monday afternoon, right after the Dwayne Haskins release. There has just been, as usual, 4,000 different things that have come up over the last a day and a half to two days. So we will cover it all with you and as well update you as best we can on practice as the Washington football team gets ready to play for the NFC East title this Sunday night, Sunday night football against the Philadelphia Eagles on NBC. Uh, In Philadelphia, win and in, lose and you are done. So that's the stage. Now, we are brought to you by our friends at Pepsi. That's right. Every, I mean, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, lots of football. Everybody needs a Pepsi. In my case, a Diet Pepsi, you might like a regular Pepsi. This football season different, and you know that Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, and there'll be plenty of those coming up. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Who are they? Well... Glad you asked. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com and check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. All right, so away we go right here on the Locked on Washington Football Team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. So let's get you caught up as best we possibly can with all the news. And there's a ton of it, so hopefully I won't forget uh, anything. Let's start with this. There's a new lawsuit and case, an arbitration, in the U.S. District Court, District of Maryland, Southern Division. Bob Rothman, Dwight Shar, and Fred Smith, et al., plaintiffs against Dan Snyder, defendant. Of course, you know who all of these people are. Rothman. Char, Fred Smith, the minority owners who own approximately 40% of the team. Dan Snyder, who owns himself approximately 40% of the team, but his family uh, owns the remaining like 20% to make him the majority owner, even though his ownership stake is slightly more as an individual than the three minority partners combined. He has, as you know, full authority, uh, decision-making, voting, uh, and all that good stuff. Now, A.J. Perez, who does a good job covering all this stuff, was the first one to put this out. Uh, You can follow him uh, at by A.J. Perez, at by A.J. Perez. He's a senior reporter uh, for uh, front office sports at FOS on Twitter. So I want to give him credit for that. Now, what he uh, tweeted was that there is a federal judge who has ordered the minority owners of the Washington football team back into arbitration. The co-owners, of course, seeking to sell their share of the team, which is 40% together. Of course, owner Dan Snyder has blocked one of the three, which is Dwight Sharp, 15% there from entering into the deal because him and Dwight Scharr have a war that is going back and forth uh, over a lot of other things that somewhat include what's going on here in the ownership mess, but doesn't always exactly include. So the minority owners, they're not messing around, filed this lawsuit to try and get again, Dan Snyder, to allow or to not prevent them from entering their deal, we have to still sort out whether or not Dan Snyder is going to be forced to sell, and therefore the value of the minority stakes are going to go up, or... Whether Dan Snyder is going to be allowed to buy out the three minority partners or whether it's still going to remain as two of the three, uh, a lot has to go into this situation. As you probably remember from last week, Dan Snyder was alleging uh, that there was severe impropriety here and basically, um, you know, threats and all this stuff uh, that would prevent a sale from going through and that was um, basically trying to drag his name through the mud. I mean, there's a lot going on here and I don't want to waste a whole lot of time dealing with a bunch of filthy billionaires that are just battling each other, right? Because ultimately, while it does have something to do with the football team, it doesn't really have anything directly to do with the football team, if we're being honest. Here's what does have... A lot to do with the football team. As I record this on Wednesday afternoon, practice is going to start shortly. We are trying to stretch this out so that we at least get a preliminary injury report or in terms of who's practicing. But here's what we know. The Washington football team made a couple of roster moves on Wednesday. They cut running back Michael Warren. They re-signed veteran wide receiver Dontrell Inman. And you might say, oh, that's nice. That's great. That doesn't mean anything to me. Well, you'd be wrong. It does mean a lot. Number one, the Inman part. Since we last joined you, we found out that Terry McLaurin has a high ankle sprain. A high ankle sprain generally takes two to four weeks, three to five weeks. I mean, the, the the timeline is different for everybody. But there's a more than good chance that Terry McLaurin is not playing this Sunday night against Philadelphia, again, for a second game in a row. So they had cut Inman last week, which we all kind of thought was nice and not that big of a deal Because they were bringing back Antonio Gandy-Golden. Well, the problem is, is we know Antonio Gandy-Golden is real raw. Real raw. So they need somebody that's a veteran. Somebody that has a pulse. And Inman, you know, was pretty productive earlier in the year. Remember he had that two-touchdown game in Cleveland week three from, ironically, Dwayne Haskins? Now, he had a terrible missed block. On a fourth and one gamble from Ron Rivera and the offense in Pittsburgh that almost cost them that game. And right after that, he was in the Chateau Bow Wow and he never recovered and then he was cut. But you bring him back because you don't know. Maybe you do know already. You don't think Terry McLaurin is going to be ready to go on Sunday night. So that makes sense from that respect. Michael Warren, running back. He's let go, and this is why it makes sense, and this is actually pretty good news, I think, the way I interpret this, is Antonio Gibson, as Ron Rivera told us on Monday, Antonio Gibson made it through the game okay and then recovered well enough, in Ron's words, basically on Monday morning when he reported to the facility to be walking without much of a limp or anything like that and to not be beat up and to not give any real worry that he would not be ready to go with that turf toe, meaning that he didn't have a setback or a lot of soreness or a lot of pain, again, Sunday into Monday. And Ron always talks about that, right? We found that out throughout the year. We found that out absolutely more than clear last weekend with Alex Smith. So that's important. So I read this. I'm not saying this is absolute truth. This is my read on it, that because Antonio Gibson's okay, and because they have Lamar Miller, who wasn't even active, uh last week that they don't need Michael Warren. They have the kid from Maryland who hasn't made much of an impact, Javon Leak. Um and they don't need Michael Warren because Antonio Gibson's okay. And again, if something happens to Antonio Gibson throughout the week, they can just again make Lamar Miller active and maybe Miller's even active um you know, uh even if even if Gibson's okay. We'll we'll have to see how that shakes out but that those are two you know pretty big moves and it probably tells you a couple of things now more from the news department Dwayne Haskins has let go of his agent David Mulgetta you might say well I don't care about that because David Mulgetta uh, is an agent and I don't care And um, Dwayne Haskins is no longer a member of the Washington football team. Well, it is important because if you remember after the week four loss, or I I guess it was actually that morning, I believe it was, and before he was benched the first time, David Malgeta said something on Twitter that was utterly ridiculous and absurd, and we called him out for it at the time, and we were very harsh on him at the time about Dwayne Haskins not having any weapons to work with and basically throwing Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, and the entire offense under the bus. And while we understood that they were certainly not an over-talented team by any means, it was preposterous. It was ridiculous. Uh, Quite honestly, shut up. I don't care how powerful you are. I don't care who you represent. He represents some big, big, big time players. You don't do that in a public forum like Twitter. Even if you're trying to protect your guy. Because you know what? You made your guy look even worse. You made your guy look like he was the one, and maybe Dwayne was, he was the one complaining. And so David Mulgetta said today on Twitter, Dwayne is a great young man with whom I wish I could have continued to work with. Yet the decision was made that a fresh start would be in Dwayne's best interests. I wish him nothing but success moving forward, and will continue to root for him. So they're calling it like kind of a mutual parting of the ways. It doesn't sound like it was a mutual parting of the ways, right? Well, Guetta says, I want to keep working with the guy. Dwayne Haskins is saying, eh To me, it's for good reason, right? I mean, Dwayne's got a lot of issues that he's got to fix on his own. He does not need an agent barking up maybe something that was told to him confidentially or discussed confidentially or just barking up rogue on his own and putting Dwayne in more hot water with his teammates, with his coaching staff, with the media, with friends, all that, fans. You don't need that. So David Malgetta and Dwayne Haskins have parted ways. Again, you can interpret it however you want. I interpreted it as Dwayne fired him. Whether that's going to be uh, the way it's uh, interpreted by everybody, who knows? Remember also that there was an incident Sunday night, uh, we think, where maybe Mulgetta was involved in the cover up, if you will, for Haskins not initially talking to the media. I don't know. Here's the other thing, real quickly, before we hit our first break. Dwayne Haskins has cleared waivers. We will get into the impact of that next. Plus, Doug Williams, his role, what Ron Rivera said on SiriusXM about the decision, and Kyle Smith, what was he up to on draft night? In 2019, so much to cover right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us as we roll along midweek. Happy New Year to everybody out there. And thanks for listening. All right. It is Chris Russell with you uh, right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. So you don't feel like cooking, right? Who does? You don't feel like cleaning, right? (laughs) Trust me. I know. Not fun. Nobody wants to do dishes, even if you have a good dishwasher, right? Nobody wants a big mess. So here's what you do. Between work and laundry and cleaning up after Christmas and getting ready for the new year, you've got a lot going on. So if you want a good lunch, if you want a good dinner, if you're having a little New Year's Eve party, you want Chinese, you want pizza, somebody wants frozen yogurt, ice cream, whatever you want, You go to DoorDash. That's right. DoorDash is supporting the restaurants in your community, and you can, too. Thousands of restaurants open for delivery wherever you might live, and they are counting on you to help them out and support them because you've counted on them for entertainment, relaxation, a de-stressor. Now they need to count on you. Ordering is easy. Open and download the DoorDash app On whatever phone or mobile device you have, choose what you want to eat. Your food will be left safely outside your door. A new contactless delivery drop-off setting. U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, Australia. You can support over 300,000 different partners. And here's the best part, guys. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code locked on. That's $5 off, zero delivery fees, first order, download the DoorDash app, and enter the code LOCKEDON. That's code on for $5 off your first
1: order with DoorDash. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, back here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. So Dwayne Hoskins has cleared waivers as of this recording Wednesday afternoon. He is not signed with a new team, assuming that that doesn't change. Um, It could be, certainly until the offseason, not a lot of teams are going to jump in and sign a quarterback week 17 when, as soon as the season ends, he can sign a reserve futures deal, which every team does. Uh, Perhaps he can sign a regular deal. I'm not sure exactly how that's all going to play out. But here's the deal. He was not claimed on waivers, which expired on Tuesday afternoon, because no team out of the 31 in the NFL wanted to take on his guaranteed $1.85 million base salary for 2021, and his guaranteed $2.46 million base salary for 2022. So that means even though his contract, according to Nikki Javala of the Washington Post, has offset language, which means that if he does sign a deal with a new team, whenever he does, Whatever he makes from that team will come off of that base salary from the Washington football team and will reduce the cap impact. Right now, the Washington football team is dealing with an $8.51 million dead money cap hit on the 2021 salary cap until Dwayne Haskins signs a contract again with another team. And whatever that contract is will be deducted from that 8.5 million is my understanding. So maybe it'll be seven million, maybe it'll be 7.3, or whatever it might be. But the bottom line is, it's still going to be a significant chunk of change. Nobody should be surprised that Dwayne Haskins wasn't claimed on waivers. I, I thought maybe if a team really loved him, would they would roll the dice to try and get him before, you know, Before free, who knows? But I mean, again, there's guaranteed money there. It's not like you can sign him and then all of a sudden you don't like him or don't like the vibe, don't like how he works, and then you can, no, 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 because it's guaranteed as a former first round pick. So you would have to take on that contract and you would be stuck with it. I would say this, Dwayne Haskins, for his sake, should look at an established quarterback situation where he does not have any pressure to play in 2021, where he can learn, where he can work, where he can rebuild his reputation, where he can learn from a situation like this, Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, for now Eric Bieniemy, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, Blaine Gabbert, Bruce Arians, for now Byron Leftwich. I don't expect that to change, but you got my point. They just lost Josh Rosen uh, off of their practice squad. You look at a team like New England, right? New England with Bill Belichick. uh, Who knows if Bill Belichick would even want this, but he has taken some chances on guys with bad reputations, and he finds out how good or how bad the reputation is, and if it's good, and if he's happy with you, then you have a role, and... Cam Newton's a free agent at the end of this year, and I don't know if he's coming back. You have Jared Stidham, uh, you have Brian Hoyer, you know, you have a chance to play at some point in 2021 if Bill Belichick is interested in you. Of course, they lost Tom Brady. Pittsburgh, another situation. Ben Roethlisberger, what, 37, 38? Slowing down here at the end of the year. They've got to get the ball out of his hands because he doesn't want to take shots because he doesn't have the arm strength anymore. He had the elbow last year. All of that. Mike Tomlin seems like a guy that maybe Dwayne could connect with and vibe with, especially being that Dwayne said something apparently where he felt uncomfortable in the quarterback's meetings, uh, in the quarterback meeting room uh, with, quite honestly, non black guys which was kind of weird, and that's what he said in Les Carpenter's Washington Post story, which, uh, honestly, I'd never heard, but, I mean, I guess, you know, if he's talking about Case Keenum and Alex Smith and, and Kyle Allen and Colt McCoy. Maybe it was last year versus this year. I don't know. He seems to publicly at least worship Alex Smith. Never said anything about Kyle Allen. The other thing about Dwayne, is uh, Joe Theismann told my buddy Grant Paulson on 106.7 The Fan on Tuesday, radio station I work for, that he had reached out to Dwayne Haskins at some point this season and over the offseason, and Dwayne had, had not responded at all. So they hadn't talked in any way, shape, or form, Joe Theismann, Dwayne Haskins. You would think... That Dwayne Haskins would want to consult with Joe Theismann, get advice. Hey, what am I doing wrong? What do you see? What can I do to get better? Anything that I'm not thinking of. Especially being that Dwayne wanted his damn number and wore his number. And Joe was put in an unenviable position. This is kind of absurd, to be honest with you. That Dwayne, in Joe's words, did not want really anything to do with creating and fostering that relationship to be perfectly honest. All right, we'll come back and we'll put the icing on the cake. Two quick stories, Doug Williams uh, and Kyle Smith. We'll hit that next right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. All right, guys, there's only one place to go if you're looking for some action. No, it's not where Dwayne Haskins went after the Seattle game. Uh Uh-uh. It's betonline.ag. Last time I checked, BetOnline.ag had the Philadelphia Eagles as one-point favorites over the Washington football team for Sunday night football. That was the opening number. And you, if you can go and you go to BetOnline.ag, you can check out the up-to-date current odds. And you can get in on the action by signing up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and making your first deposit you get a 50% welcome bonus if you use the promo code locked on that's a 50% welcome bonus if you use the promo code locked on you got NFL action you got college football bowl games you got the college football playoff the college football national championship a game you know the deal don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action guys don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit be like me
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we wrap up the
0: Locked On Washington football team podcast. Don't forget, we uh, will have a crossover edition with the guys from Locked On Eagles, uh, either Geno. Uh, or Louie, we'll uh, check out what uh, is going on with those gentlemen as we get set for this game. Also, betting on the NFL, guys, doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, quick hitting advice, smartest possible wagers, subscribe to the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's do this. Let's wrap it up with two stories, uh, and then we'll get, try and get a quick practice update in here uh, before the end of the show. So it was reported by Peter Schrager of Fox and of NFL Network's Good Morning Football that Doug Williams, among others, helped convince Ron Rivera not to cut Ron, uh, Dwayne Haskins after the Seattle game when he found out about the strippers and the pictures and the masks and all that stuff. And Schrager said this with Colin Cowherd on Monday afternoon. So, of course, I start doing some poking around and I reach out to Doug Williams and I'm like, hey, Doug, this is what, you know, Peter Schrager is saying about you. Is this true? And he said and he answered me back and he said I could say it on the record from Doug Williams, legendary NFL quarterback. We all know Super Bowl winning quarterback, vice president of player development He says that's news to me. So then I do some more checking, and more sources around the NFL start texting me and getting a hold of me saying, This is totally untrue. Doug did no such thing. This was a Ron Rivera thing. And then I talk to people on the inside of the building, other people. And they confirmed it was Ron Rivera's decision and Ron Rivera's decision alone. Basically, what happened was Peter Schrager then admitted on Twitter and on Good Morning Football the next morning that he was wrong in interpreting the information of the story the way he interpreted it. uh, And Doug Williams had nothing to do with it. And it was Ron Rivera's decision alone. You can read more about that story. Uh, on SI.com and Washington football coverage, which of course I do with Mike Fisher and other guys uh, as well. That's number one. Number two, another story that I just put up uh, on the Washington football at, at SI site, part of Fan Nation, is what Kyle Smith apparently did the night that the Washington football team drafted Dwayne Haskins in the war room. So everybody knew that Dan Snyder really wanted Dwayne Haskins, right? That wasn't a secret. And as the picks started to roll off the clock and Dwayne Haskins was there and not being taken, which I'm sure coaches and Kyle Smith and scouts were like, please, somebody take this guy, please. So we don't have to deal with this. And of course, they get on the clock and he's there. And Kyle Smith, from what I've been told by multiple people who were in the war room that night, said, so are we taking Dwayne Haskins? And I guess there was all this tense, awkward silence Leading up to the pick, uh, I guess Kyle started asking questions before the actual time was on the clock. And then, again, there was a, all this awkward silence, as it was described to me, by multiple different people that were in there. And he said, so is the pick, Haskins? And I guess nobody answered except for one person, the owner, Dan Snyder. And from the way uh, it was, again, described to me, was after the pick was in, Kyle Smith stood up. And had a fiery, passionate argument, defense, plea, that or argument that this was a bad pick, a terrible pick, a terrible mistake. Uh, And he had three names that he had deemed and his staff had deemed worthy of the number 15 overall pick. One of them, Montez Sweat. I don't have the other two. I believe one of the other ones was... Brian Burns from Florida State, who went to Ron Rivera in Carolina, but I don't know that for sure. And apparently, a lot of people, or some people, thought Kyle was going to get fired that night or in the coming days for challenging Dan and for basically telling him the business, and he did not. And then he was promoted by Ron, and he was kept on by Dan. And from what I understand, Dan actually has some respect for Kyle Smith and how tough he is and how kind of ballsy he is for a 36 year old guy. Here we are. Kyle might lead the organization this off season. Don't know about that for sure yet, but Kyle Smith is still here. And Kyle Smith was right. And so was Jay Gruden. And so was Kevin O'Connell. And so were others that wanted really nothing to do with Dwayne Haskins. So that's the other story. Now, As we wrap up here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Again, we covered as much of the news as I possibly can think of. Um, I don't know if we're missing anything. I don't think we are. Here we go. Some injury updates from practice on Wednesday afternoon. Now, you shouldn't read too much into this. According to J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington and his podcast, uh, Taylor Heinecke is getting first team reps at practice. No Terry McLaurin on the field. Alex Smith not stretching with the team, but going through some loose uh, individual throwing drills to loosen up. Here's the bottom line. I think the Washington football team needs to know by Friday at the latest whether or not Taylor Heineke is going to be the starter or whether or not Alex Smith is going to start. And I don't know how they can determine on Friday if Alex Smith is going to start if he can't practice in full Wednesday or Thursday. Because the last time, the last time Alex practiced in full was Christmas Day, and then he came back in Saturday, and he was limping around and not able to go. So those are the early practice updates from Wednesday. Still a long way to go, Thursday and Friday, and a walkthrough on Saturday. We may not know the answers until Saturday, but we should have a good indication on Friday about Alex Smith. If he can't practice in full Thursday and Friday, I just don't know how I don't know how they can go with him. They've got to get Taylor Heineke as many snaps as possible and as ready as possible. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Uh, A little bit longer than I was hoping for in terms of the length, but a lot to cover Uh, Since our last episode, this team never, ever, ever stops. And, oh, by the way, they're playing a must-win game week 17 in Philadelphia. We'll do the Locked On crossover, uh, and we will have you covered as best we possibly can leading up to the game. As always, check out at Russellmania621 on Twitter, at LockWFTPod. When I get a chance, I put stuff up there, at WASHFootball, at WSH, I should say, football. SI on Twitter, Football on SI.com, and also listen to me uh, on 106.7 The Fan and the Team980.com, or the Team980, I should say, and all on the Radio.com app uh, for radio coverage. So we've got you covered in all sorts of ways. Get the Warpath Magazine. It's a great periodical of which I contribute, and my buddy Rick Snyder publishes and runs. Subscribe now. It's cheap. It's easy. Do it right here on the Locked On Washington football team
1: podcast. Happy New Year. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft.